Well, after last week's inspiration of the lives of saints who were children on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, I can't wait to find out where we will go this week on the Daily Dose. And with us, as always, is Patty Schneier. Well, this week actually is a continuation, in a sense, of last week, because on Friday, I talked about Blessed Carlo Acutis and his amazing exhibit of the Eucharistic miracles. So I found myself just pouring over this website. And after learning about him, I was spending hours looking at the document that he created, which is the Eucharistic Miracles of the World. It was fascinating. So this week, we're going to unpack some Eucharistic miracles. And I want to encourage you, all of you, just Google Carlo Acutis Eucharistic Miracles, and you will find this website. Since his death in 2006, recent Eucharistic miracles have been added to it. So there are even some more modern ones. But this week, I want to share with you the incredible facts about just a few of these miracles. Why is this important? First of all, because we must all be ready at any moment to give a reason for our hope, our faith, and our devotion to our Eucharistic Lord. And sometimes we need to meet people where they are. And many people today are science-based. So here is where faith meets science, because science has proven these are miracles. Secondly, this is a testimony of the universality of our faith. These miracles have occurred all over the world. Third reason why we need to know about these Eucharistic miracles. This is part of church history, and we need to know our history. So this week, We're all going to learn something, and I've learned a lot by researching it. So today, let's start with the most famous, Lanciano. It's the first recorded Eucharistic miracle. It happened in Italy in the year 750 A.D. It's the first recorded and the greatest Eucharistic miracle of the Catholic Church. It happened in a little church called St. Langantian. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. As a divine response to a monk who doubted about Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. During Mass, after the consecration, the host was changed into live flesh, and the wine was changed into live blood, which coagulated into five globules, irregular and different in shape and size. The host flesh, as can be very distinctly observed today, has the same dimensions as the large host we use today in the Latin church. It is light brown, and it appears rose-colored when lighted from the back. The blood is coagulated and has an earthy color resembling yellow, okay? So various investigations have been conducted since 1574 and again in 1981. And there were these huge scientific analysis that were done, and here's what they found out. Number one, the miraculous flesh is real flesh. Number two, the miraculous blood is real blood. Number three, the flesh and blood are human and both belong to the same blood type a b the same blood type that was found on the shroud of turin and it's the most common type of blood of middle eastern population number four the flesh consists of muscular tissue of the heart specifically noted were the myocardium the endocardium the vagus nerve and also the left ventricle of the heart number five In the blood, there were found proteins of the same proportion as are found in the makeup of fresh, normal blood. And in the blood were also found normal minerals, chlorides, phosphorus, all of these things. The preservation of the flesh and of the blood, which were left in their natural state for 12 centuries, 12 centuries, 
and exposed to the action of atmospheric and biological agents remains an extraordinary phenomenon. Number six, it was verified that the fragments taken from Lanciano could no way be likened to embalmed tissue. There was no embalming done. Also, the commission declared it to be living tissue because it responded rapidly to all the clinical reactions distinctive of a living being. So in summarizing this scientific work, a medical commission of the World Health Organization and the United Nations, this is huge, published in 1996 in New York and in Geneva, declared the following. Science, aware of its limits, has come to a halt face-to-face with the impossibility of giving an explanation. I am in total awe of this Eucharistic miracle. The flesh and blood of Lanciano are just the same as they would be if they had been drawn that very day from a living being. And the fact that this is preserved for 1,293 years is absolutely mind-boggling. Know the story of the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano. I love when science meets faith, and I have a feeling we're going to encounter that quite a bit this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Patty, thank you for this lesson.